Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Tuesday. Coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the show with me today, I've got Ryan Lavoy, and we've got a fun Tuesday edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show due up for you. We will take this time to talk about Hugh Freeze's introductory press conference this morning that we were in attendance for as he met with the media for the first time as the Auburn football head coach. Moments ago, we saw Team USA in soccer at the World Cup defeat Iran by a score of 1-0, and they advanced to the knockout stage of the World Cup. They'll be playing again on Saturday. We'll take your phone calls all show long at 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 and continue to talk all things Auburn football and everything going else on in the wide world of sports. J.J. Jackson and Ryan Lavoy on the show today. Ryan, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, and uh, before we comment on everything going forward with Auburn, I want to just take a, a minute and say uh, I was really I had a great Thanksgiving week uh, and I was really blessed to be able to get to go cover the Iron Bowl uh, in Tuscaloosa. First time I'd been to Bryant-Denny in a working capacity. I'd been with a, a friend before while he was in college to, to go watch a game and uh, and that sort of thing. But first time I'd ever uh, been as a working media member, and, and it was uh, really state-of-the-art. They have a newer press box, too. Um, and uh, really enjoyed my experience and was grateful to be there and, and, and cover that game. And, uh, yeah, doing well, man. We were, uh, as you alluded to, we were there this morning uh, at the Hugh Freeze introductory press conference. And, uh, you know, that's the also checking off just professional landmarks. First time been at one of those. Yeah. Uh, the, the Zoom Brian Harson deal uh, on Christmas Eve was not at, obviously. It was at Zoom. It was on Zoom. And uh, so this one a little bit more uh, friendly to uh, the timing and everything. And uh, but uh, very, very interesting. Had a lot of takeaways from that. And I know we'll be talking a lot about Hugh Freeze today. It's going to be a fun show, that's for sure. And again, your phone calls are welcome. 334-887-3401. Last week, we went off the air. It felt like Lane Kiffin was going to be the next head football coach for Auburn once the season came to a close. That didn't happen, Ryan. And then Plan B comes into play. Hugh Freeze, who John Cohen, the athletic director, said was the guy all along. He's now the coach for Auburn. Yeah, and and look, we all... We're thinking it was going to be Lane Kiffin. I would not verbally say it because I did not want to jinx it. That was the guy that I wanted. I think that's a guy that just about all Auburn fans and everyone involved wanted. And I know the PR today says that you know they were always focused on Hugh Freeze. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. I still lean towards they were 
uh, going to offer the job or did offer the job to Lane first. Um, but you know that's just PR common sense. You never you never say to the public the the guy you got is is the guy you didn't want. We didn't you know, really you, you, you want him, but I guess we'll right. take. He was yeah. our second or third option. You never say that. Um, so look, you know Hugh Freeze. I know that's polarizing for some. Uh, that was my that second candidate on the list for me uh, behind Lane Kiffin. I would note that, again, there was a pretty significant drop between Lane and then Hugh uh, and then everybody else. But um, I'm still ultimately pleased with the hire. Uh, I think that it's important context that Auburn went from hiring someone that was inexperienced in this part of the country, uh, did not have SEC ties, uh, was a group of five coach but had never exceeded the group of five ranks and was a guy that again was not regionally uh, you know a, a regional fit to what you needed to do as far as recruiting in the SEC and, and understanding the value of that and I think in Hugh Freeze that's someone that understands the value of recruiting uh, he's pretty good at it and now some will say you know obviously cheating involved at Ole Miss but I would again if you think that he's the only one that that cheated or was cheating or is cheating that's not how it works he was the one that got caught but all these schools we all know they have their dirty little secrets and some are better at hiding than others Um, so I believe that he will recruit well I believe he's going to transfer portal well I think uh, when you look at these players' responses to Hugh Freeze over the last 24 hours, they've been positive. A lot of them have been positive, uh, all positive, really. Um, you saw Robbie Ashford tweet out immediately that he was excited. Robbie Ashford was in attendance at the press conference today. Hugh Freeze met with the team before the press conference at, I believe, 6 or 7 in the morning. And... Um, you know they they are they're rallying around they're ready you know they're the excited quarterback about was this. there yeah. yeah they're they're excited about this um and i think that's because Hugh has developed some quarterbacks here uh at Ole miss and now and at liberty with malik willis as, as we mentioned so um i think that when you ask the players the players really liked the guy and they really liked him whether he was at Ole miss liberty and and the guys already starting to meet him at auburn and so, you know, that that's something that, okay, you know, that happens a lot of places. But, again, if you were questioning, you know, I know there's a lot of valid questions about his character and about his past. But, again, the people that know him, the people that have worked with him, his players, they all vouch for him. And that's still important when I, when I kind of look at it from the outside of someone that doesn't know him personally. So, look, again, he was my second uh, guy on the, on the list as I think he was Auburn's second on the list and there's nothing wrong with that I think you know more will come out over time on if there was real Dabo Sweeney interest what James Franklin was all about as far as I'm concerned though if you're talking about anybody other than those two names I don't see how you could have you could have found someone else uh, and then Lane uh, how you could found someone that would have met more criteria checked more boxes made more sense than Hugh Freeze because you would start looking at coordinators at that point. You'd start looking at guys without head coaching experience at that point. And you just can't tell me those situations would prove to be, you know, obviously better. Uh, they would be bigger get bigger risks, bigger gambles uh, as far as on-the-field success. 
and I again, well, I want to. I don't want to make this point yet, but I have a point to make about Hugh Freeze's track record at Ole Miss too, that I think will again get people to realize that he actually did a really good job at Ole Miss. And I know that the tendency is to to look at, you know, well, he still ultimately didn't win anything of substance. He still didn't do this, but I, I have some some context for what Ole Miss had gone through prior to Hugh Freeze. So, again, I think he checks a lot of boxes for me, offensive guy, uh, and we'll get into more of the press conference stuff too because there's some relevant information on that. But just me personally, I know there's a lot of strong opinions out there, but uh, I'm good with this. Uh, I think he made sense as the second-best candidate on the board. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Give us a call to join the show, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 Many people yesterday were wondering what the future of Cadillac Williams would be on all. Auburn's staff, and uh, we were able to report that it felt like he would be retained this morning. Cadillac, after posting a photo with Hugh Freeze last night, he posted a thank you letter basically to the Auburn family, signed it as the associate head coach, and then in his press conference, Hugh Freeze talked about the importance of keeping Cadillac on staff and said that he is, in fact, going to be the associate head coach and coach the running backs for Auburn football moving forward. So that's an immediate home run, right? Right away to keep the guy that this fan base absolutely loves and adores and the players really bought into Cadillac as well yeah and that's something that Hugh Freeze understood when taking the job that's something we want to talk a little bit about the press conference a little bit that's one of the things he mentioned is he watched Auburn in the month of November and he watched he said how hard Auburn played how great of a leader Cadillac Williams was and you know he wants Cadillac to help him with this transition uh, to help with recruiting, to help about understanding what Auburn is and what it means. And those things all make sense. I know some people will question, well, what does an associate head coach actually do? It's, was this made up or something? No, every, every school employs an associate head coach. They usually have a, another responsibility. Sometimes they're a coordinator. Sometimes they're a position coach. But, you know, there still is – guys that elevate themselves as, as quote top assistants that are not necessarily a coordinator and it would be a very similar situation that you would have on a basketball staff you know the, those those guys that are the assistants to the head coach some of them are called the one of them might be the associate head coach and and be technically elevated as a higher staff member and title Whereas they function no different than the other guys, you know, they might be tied to coaching offense, or they might be tied to recruiting, coaching defense, whatever it might be. And so for Cadillac, you know, being the running backs coach, that's his function. You know, that's what he's going to be doing mechanically. But he's also going to be kind of set apart as again being the associate head coach. You know, you're designated with a little bit more importance in that because of that title. Uh, and again, that's something that Hugh Freeze talked a little bit about in his press conference is he wants to lean on Cadillac. He values Cadillac's leadership and something that Freeze mentioned a little bit later on is that he needs to do a better job and is trying to continue to do better at listening. And so listening to a guy like Cadillac Williams. And so um, there was a lot of takeaways from that press conference, but just on that subject with Cadillac, you know, I, I think that that was a no brainer. You know, that I think that would have caused great unrest if he had not been here no matter who 
the head coach was to be quite honest with you uh so it was a no-brainer and you know with cadillac out there there's always going to be that connection and you know what the players are going to give and and how important cadillac's going to continue to be for the program Without a doubt, and I think we can all take away some of the things said today at the press conference, including, hey, let's all be better listeners. Uh, there are moments in this show where sometimes I tune out from time to time. Right? Let me be engaged. Let me listen to all the great content that's there. We want you to do that as well. Wait, that's what, important. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I love we, do, it. we do want to always listen to every word said. All yeah. right, let's. Uh, we'll take our first time out of today's show, and then when we come back, we're going to take your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line 334-887-3401 back in a moment JJ Jackson and the guys want to hear from you give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. All right, welcome back into the program. I'm JJ Jackson. Ryan LaVoy here with me on the show today. I want to take all of your phone calls. Everybody has some things on their mind regarding Hugh Freeze as the next head coach. Let's start taking them. 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. A lot of people to get to here on the program today. Uh, we will start... By going down south and our good pal... Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve, live from Fairhope, joins us here on the program. Hello, Steve. Hello, and good afternoon, everybody. Uh, enjoyed... Uh, look, I, you don't know how much I, it was appreciated by you allowing me to say what I had to say yesterday. I was in a really... Uh, uh, I was very uh, in a dark place, uh, to say the least. Yes, sir. So you appreciate it. Um, and we're glad you have the I, forum to do that here. So, yes, go right ahead with your thoughts I, today. I, I don't want to abuse. I, I don't want to I do not want to abuse your graciousness, okay? So I'll try to be uh, more succinct today. I listened to the press conference, and, uh, Brian, you know, I love you, man. I respect uh, your, your opinions and thoughts. I take a different slant from your view about uh, Hugh Freeze. I'll tell you where I'm coming from. When I listened to that, uh, I watched the video clip of the press conference today, I felt like I was watching a Jim Swaggart uh, sermon on TV. That reference isn't going to hit with me, Steve. Okay. Jimmy Swaggart was a tele, uh, tele- uh, a television pastor who uh, had been uh, just constantly ran raving throughout his, he was on Sunday, I think it was Sunday night, Saturday night, uh, and he would rant and rave about uh, prostitutes and other uh, people that he thought uh, just need to be, I guess, sent to hell. And then it ends up coming out revealed that he himself had participated in seeking uh, these people, these women, uh, for sexual uh, favors. And he finally, I guess he got caught out, but he admitted That's on not great. TV. And he said, I have sinned, I have sinned, Lord. So it was one of those, you know, where his tears are falling and he's sweating from his, So he's one of these dramatic, you know, uh, TV uh, sort of like Jerry Falwell was as well. But I bring that up because uh, I, I've noticed that 
you know, um, Hugh Freeze tends to want to use uh, his faith and his religious uh, beliefs to, I guess, get a free pass on his past behaviors. He's never once apologized formally, publicly, about uh, his uh, phone calls. In fact, I read a statement, and this came from several uh, news sources, USA Today was one of them, in which he denied having made the phone calls, which was more than one, uh, to these uh, escort services. So he never has publicly apologized for that, although I heard him say, I'm sorry uh, for things I did that impacted my family. That's not a complete apology. Um, and But if we don't want to go to that, then he, he does uh, involve himself in a DM that we talked about yesterday. I won't go over it to uh, Miss uh, uh, Andrews, is her name, Chelsea Andrews, and then goes on to tell her that Ian McGall, his boss, who's trying to defend, is the most, quote, Jesus-like leader he's ever been around. Now, I want you to keep this in mind, because this is what I have a problem with our administrators who vetted him, supposedly. But he calls this man Jesus-like leader. Well, you know, Ian McGall, uh, I went ahead and read his ESPN uh, when it came out. You know, he was forced to resign because, and this is according to the investigative law firm uh, that was hired by Baylor to investigate what happened, and they determined that he and Bryles and some other people covered up a gang rape of a student female who was on a volleyball team. Unacceptable, so someone, yeah. So this is a person he associates himself with, and then this guy gets hired at Liberty, and he calls him a Jesus-like leader. Wow. Man, uh, I wouldn't want to know what Jesus might say about that one. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I digress. But if we want to put that aside, you know, what are you doing having to hire a PR firm to handle any backlash? Is, is, is that really a good idea to have to do that? I'm going to throw that out, guys. When yeah. you have to hire a crisis PR firm to handle backlash of your head coaching hire, that should tell you something is maybe not the best move. This is not the position that Auburn wanted to be, of course, but they, they've made this decision. Um, they you know they had a thorough investigation into what took place. Hugh Freeze, again, was not listed in any of the lawsuits that were uh, there at Liberty, and uh, Auburn's made a decision to make him the next head football coach. You see, and I find that disingenuous, J.J., not what you said, but what they said, because I heard him. A thorough vetting uh, would have also done this. They would have responded because Miss uh, Chelsea Andrews uh, tweeted, and I saw the the uh, the, the pace on that. This. Nobody I, from I Auburn it. got back to her. Yes, exactly. And she emailed them several times. Yes. What do you make of that? Over two hundred people Day? emailed them. I, I I think it's just I I don't know what takes place, and I don't want to be in a position to speak for what takes place when you email an athletic department like that uh, because I've never been there before. But if you've got two hundred folks reaching out to you with um you know with their experiences. Uh, those are certainly valuable, and, uh, you know, I guess they just didn't have the opportunity to get back in touch with those folks. Well, no, now, hold on, J.J., because I love you, man. But let's don't deflect this to 200 people. This wasn't Steve Courtney mailing him, okay? This was a lady who they, if they did a thorough investigation, they said law enforcement, investigative, you know, they should have known, hey. She would have been in one of the lawsuits, for sure, yes. Who the heck is she, huh? She ain't Steve Courtney. She ain't Ryan LaVoy. She ain't J.J. Jackson. She's somebody we should know. And you're not going to respond to her. Wow. Okay. So, and they even told us, didn't they, guys, that this was going to be a home run hire, that money was not an object. That's why I kept reading from Philip Marshall, from 
Jason Caldwell from Nathan King, and they even said, and the letters to believe, that who was their first pick? I didn't hear Hugh Freeze's. I read it was who? Lane Kiffin. And yet, Cohen says he was the first and the last on their list. Yeah. Isn't that what he said? He did say that, yes. That struck me as disingenuous. Again, I don't know that anyone's going to say this was our second choice publicly. Well, don't say that. They just don't say he was first or last then. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if we put all those things aside, then what about him saying that they hired a person who was fit, right, according to their football's acumen and strategy? Well, let's do that, guys, real quickly. Here's what his – and I looked all this up, okay? Hugh Freeze is We've got some numbers, too. Go ahead. Okay, I got these numbers, and hopefully they match you as one. At Ole Miss, he was 19 and 21. His winning percentage against Power 5 teams while at Ole Miss, and this is before the vacated win, was .489. His average recruiting class was 19th. While at Ole Miss, here's how he finished in the Western Division. Fifth, fifth, third, second, and seventh. And won two bowl games. But let's don't stop there. This running, this winning high, home run high. And Liberty, here's what he did. Six and six, eight and five, ten and one, eight and five, and eight and four. And then the last bowl, the last game he played, he lost to a woeful New Mexico State who they were favored by 24 points, according to Vegas. 49 to 14. And we've seen Auburn at, underwhelm in bowl games before. Yeah, but 49 to 14 to a 24 sweating a bowl game. It's a home game. Oh. All right. And then we want to look at well, what about the coaching tree? That, that's important, too. How do people under him do? Because Saban, that's what we want to look at, right? How do his systems do? Matt Luke stepped down uh, from his offensive line position in Georgia, right? Right. Dan Werner has done nothing. Right. And Womack has done nothing either. Retired, so, yeah. Okay, uh, so we've hired someone that's apparently done worse than Gus. And we let Gus go, and he'd beaten uh, Alabama three times and did no worse than eight and four. Okay, so... Uh, Is Auburn a better program than Ole Miss? I'd like to believe that, but I don't think so. Not not, not from this hire. Uh, you mean to tell me we couldn't go after someone like Dan Lanning? Yeah, uh, uh, his name came up, and it didn't seem like Dan Lanning had much interest. It felt as though Lanning was more focused on Oregon making a, a push to be in their conference championship. We've got some numbers, too, whenever you're ready, Steve. Okay, all right. So with all that said, guys, I've come up with this conclusion for myself. I've given myself a day to get over my emotions because this is not something that sat well with me. And I felt, my son and I both said, there's no way, there's no way in H-E-L-L that after reading about uh, – uh, President Robertson and Cohen and their uh, comments uh, about integrity that they would ever hire someone like him. Okay, but I'm I'm over that now. I'm trying to get over it. So this is what I come up with, guys. One, I still love Auburn. Above those who run it and above whoever's running the football team, I love Auburn. And Auburn has always been way, 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 way bigger than just one person. Now, I hate this high for the reasons I've already given you guys. Uh, he's, to me, he's shown a repeated lack of self-control. 
He completely continues to make bad bad choices and inappropriate behaviors. And they started back in Briar in Briar uh, High School. We told a young lady, Briar uh, Crest, uh, yes, her, yeah, to take her shirt off in his presence. Yes. To make sure she didn't have any tattoos. Are you seriously? If I had done that in my job, God. Can't defend that. You're right, Steve. I would have I would have been fired. Okay. But I'm gonna refuse I'm gonna refuse right now to call anyone who supports this hire as a terrible person. Because you're not. Okay? Uh, people have different priorities in their criteria for a football coach, and that's fine. But what I draw the line is that people who call what you did uh, is not a big deal. Or that People deserve a second chance. Well, we're his third chance. His second chance was at Liberty. I think Hugh Freeze made it a point today, not necessarily uh, wanting to d- deserve a second chance, but earning a second chance. And I think we spoke to that with uh, some of the work that he put in at Liberty and what they were able to accomplish and uh, the fact that, once again, he was not involved in any of the lawsuits that are taking place. Well, just because something isn't illegal doesn't make it unethical. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, that's what I had to work on uh, with my life as, as as a professional counselor for my 40 years. Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't look at what was illegal. I was just, what is ethical under my profession's uh, standards? Yes, sir. Okay. And you do what's right even when no one is looking and watching. And not all flaws are equal. We talked about that yesterday. All right. So I've made a decision. I'm going to cheer. I'm going to continue to cheer for Auburn. Because Auburn is a part of who I am. It's, a, it's who I've been for 55 years. Yes, sir. But like I said, you know, football, for me, is going to be tainted until either Freeze is gone or somehow he shows to me that he's changed as a person and wants to make up for the crap he's done in his life. Well, I hope you give him the opportunity to do that, Steve. All right. I'm through. You've given me more enough time than I even thought <laughs> I, I, I learned today. Uh, so that's appreciated. Uh, look, I want to hear your comments about... And we I do have some guys. numbers. We want you to keep listening, Steve, because numbers are really important. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and turn you on right now, and I, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for your time. Uh, I know my time is way up, and uh, I will continue to love Auburn. I just, right now, am not a place I can uh, pull for someone like Hugh Freeze until he shows me, demonstrates me later on that he... You know, is truly uh, contrite and is willing to make amends about his past uh, misconduct. Thank you always, guys, for your time. War Eagle. Eagle always. I love Auburn. All right. That's uh, retired Wardam Steve joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the program. We'll get to Terry here in just a moment. Ryan, let's hear from you. Yes, so I I did my own research uh, looking back at the history of Ole Miss because I think it's important for context to what Ole Miss has been um, in their entire program. We spent a month on this. I mean, literally a month because we went over why it would make sense for Lane Kiffin to leave Ole Miss, who has won more football games than Auburn the last couple of years, why it would make sense to leave Ole Miss for Auburn. Okay, And we talked about that Auburn is still, despite the last couple of years, a couple of years does not change several decades, okay? And over several decades, Auburn has been a superior program to Ole Miss pretty clearly, okay? And that's evidenced in their facilities it's, uh, that they just built. It's evidenced in the fan base size, how 80-some thousand show up to Jordan-Hare Stadium and Vaught-Hemingway struggles to get in the 60s. Uh, it's evidenced in the enthusiasm around Auburn, even in supposed down years. 
Um, it's evidence in in the success of the programs and in their ceilings and how Auburn wins national championship in 2010, goes again in 13, has a perfect season in 04. Meanwhile, Ole Miss went to its first New Year's Six Bowl ever um, just to, just last year. Okay, and so we went over the reasons why Auburn a couple of years does not change several decades. Auburn's still the superior program to Ole Miss. Okay, so if that is true. And I want to read you the context of what Hugh Freeze did at Ole Miss, a program that is not as able as Auburn. Okay, so he was 39 and 25, and of course we're not talking about vacated wins. We're talking about what actually happened on the field. He was 39 and 25 at Ole Miss. Uh, his first four years were 34 and 17, and during that 30, those four years, 17 and 15 in the SEC. That may not be good enough for Auburn, but again, here's the context of Ole Miss. The last time Ole Miss, before Hugh Freeze, won 17 conference games in a four-year span was 2000 to 2003. So that was a decade plus when they won 18. Before that, before the 00 to 03 four-year mark, it was 1963 to 1966 when they also won 17 conference games. So again, Hugh Freeze... In conference play in those four years, the best run in over a decade and the second best run in five decades because, again, those were the years, I believe, 2012 to 2015. Okay? Now, for the overall record, again, 34 wins in that four-year span. Those 34 wins from 2012 to 2015 were the most total wins in a four-year span at the University of Mississippi since 1960 to 1963, meaning those four years, first four years of Hugh Freeze, that was the most wins Ole Miss had had in a four-year span in five decades. Not even Archie Manning in his time won as many games in a four-year span. So again, okay, Auburn needs to still do better than that. But if you believe Auburn is a better program and has a higher ceiling and has more capabilities, you have to say that it is at least possible because Hugh Freeze, whether people appreciate or not, had more on-field success at Ole Miss than anyone since Vaught Hemingway. <laughs> okay? Or, excuse me, John Vaught. Vaught Hemingway is the name of the same. John Vaught. So, again, you have to look at it and say – if you really believe Auburn is better than Ole Miss, which I do, I think most people that are smart do, you have to say, well, what is it about a guy? Do you not get credit for doing something better than anyone had done in five decades? Okay, And I'm not promising that kind of success at Auburn. There's been a lot of success uh, sporadically at Auburn. But what I'm saying is, is it not at least possible he can do better than that? Because in a four-year span, that's eight and a half wins a year. You know, That's something that, that Malzahn did for a long time. It ended up not being enough. But if you can achieve better than that, was that nine and a half wins a year, ten wins a year? And if you're ten wins a year in a 12-playoff era, you're going to playoff a lot. A whole lot. And you're going to beat rivals. Again, Hugh Freeze beats Alabama twice uh, while, you know, two and three against Big Nick time. Saban. You might say, well, that was so long ago. Well, okay, well, he had coached Ole Miss. Has uh, it coached against Saban since his time at Ole Miss? So, obviously, it was several years Not ago. Not many people have beat him more than um, once. So, you know, I, I think that the on-field success will still need to be elevated from Ole Miss, sure. But, again, 
the context of a struggling program and a program that while Freeze was there saw success that it had not seen in literally decades. Let's get more phone calls in here. We got Terry and Matt due up. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 Due up next? Terry from Auburn. Terry has called into the program. Hey, Terry. Hey, guys. I, 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 y'all deserve some kind of reward for sitting through Steve's call. I don't <laughs> think what, uh, Hugh Freeze can't do a thing to make him better. And I, I don't think Hugh Freeze cares, quite honestly. Um, this was, as you guys know, this was my choice from the beginning. You're right I, about I never, that. Yep. I never wavered on that. And and I think the, the the fact that he wants to be there, the fact that he will bust his butt for Auburn University and this community will will take him to what Ryan was just saying above that, beyond above that. Now, Ryan, that that, that quote about Ole Miss from 2000, 2003, was that Eli Manning? It was, and yes. David Cutcliffe. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a chance to show his brothers two Super Bowl rings every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just curious to ask you guys, uh, has anybody been anything today about staff? The, the name I'm excited about is Matt Luke, as possible offensive line coach, because that would be tremendous, because as we all know, Auburn's offensive line has been bad for so long, not just struggling, bad. Right, yeah. I mean, Luke obviously was a failed guy as a head coach, but again, as an assistant coach, as an O-line coach, and I mean, mm-hmm. Kirby Smart thought enough of him to – put him back on staff at Georgia uh, after that Ole Miss head coaching run. So, again, what you're going to ask him to do, uh, that, that would be a clear upgrade for what Auburn's had here. And he's not, is he currently coaching anywhere? Because I don't think he is. No, he got burned out. He coached at Georgia at O-line for a year, and then he stepped away. Uh, he, so okay. he did not have a job this year. He wanted to spend some time with family and, you know, that, that, that whole reasoning. But uh, mm-hmm. if they're able to lure him back, uh, that, that would be big. Yeah, that would be huge. Uh, and as far as the people detracting you freeze, I just don't understand it. But I do understand if they're 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 just running their mouths all they're doing basically. But one eight and four season with the program headed completely in the right direction, that'll go away. You guys know that. Yep. Because winning cures all. Let's be honest. And yep. if you can go eight and four, nine and three, and the, and the program looks like it's on the tremendous incline, and you 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 have a twelfth ranked recruiting class or even a top ten, that'll all change. And the, and, the, and the naysayers will have to be quiet. Without right. a doubt. Right. That, I mean, because look, look, I'll make this point too, Terry. You know, the, the reverse, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, he's very similar to the Gus Malzahn. And I, I, that's, that's a fair opinion. But I think that people forget the, the same people that are criticizing the character of Hugh Freeze did not appreciate the character of Gus Malzahn when they wanted him fired. And, and now they're didn't have a personality. Hugh Freeze does right, and, and now they're making you know the character a big part of it for for this hire when you know it wasn't a, it wasn't any sort of positive for Gus that he had character or, or had a good character. And Ryan JJ, you know what I'm hearing right now? I'm hearing some of the same thing I heard when Bruce Pearl got hired. Right, that was a different part of the state then, so I don't know. I wasn't down here, but so I understand. But Bruce Pearl was had a lot of pressure behind him. Why is Auburn hiring this guy? Why in the world? They, you know, well, he took us to the Final Four. Yeah. And and, and can we people love him now. He's winning, yeah, exactly, and they love him. Exactly. That's what I can't understand. But we'll we'll see, guys. Y'all take care. And have a War great Eagle. Day. That's War our Eagle. good but pal Terry right there joining us on the program again. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Toll free at one triple eight nine. Tag and I. Your thoughts are welcome. Do up next on the show. Matt from Valley. Matt is with us on the program. Hey, Matt. What's up? How are hey, you, uh, sir? Y'all think? Y'all think? Uh, think Steve listens to the show, or does he just call in to hear himself? <laughs> it does seem like that I'm from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> just, 
just asking for a friend. Um, hey, look, you know, here, here, here's my take on the entire thing. Uh, I, I did not. I told you I was on the lane train. I, I didn't have Hugh Freeze in my um, on my wish list. But here's what I do know. One thing that Hugh Freeze said at the press conference was how faithful God had been to him and how gracious and merciful God had been to him and his family. And what what I do know uh, is I know the good book pretty well. And uh, by that standard, um, you know, the, the Bible is full of redemption stories. It's full of uh, what, what you would call sinners or, or less than sinners, worse than sinners. Um, people that, that, you know, a man that killed Christians just because they were Christians wrote a majority of the New Testament. Um, and, you know, not to be uh, a, a sound like a religious fanatic, but uh, if, if we're so concerned with his um, hypocrisy or uh, moral standings, what better place to look uh, than in a Bible? And if that's the case, we have to see that forgiveness is absolutely, absolutely a gargantuan portion of the Bible. Uh, having said that, you know how many times the word love is mentioned in the Bible? Do you have a guess? Uh, it's one of the most, if not the most used word in the Bible. I'm going to say uh, that I thought you were correct at one time also. Love is listed somewhere around 300 times in the Bible. You can look it up. Money is mentioned over 800 times in the Bible. Wow. So, I think we got a pretty good bang for our buck. <laughs> Six and a half a year. <laughs> no kidding. With you the lane what? numbers that were out there, yeah. And, and tell me someone else that has beat Nick Saban in consecutive seasons that is not Hugh Freeze and doesn't coach at UCF that was available for us to hire. And it seems like there's a majority of the fan base that wants to exceed, wants to, uh, you know, win, uh, make the playoffs, win SEC championships. But there's a good portion also. They just want to beat Alabama. So I don't understand... I don't understand any argument against the hire based on the things that I just mentioned. Um, I don't. I don't believe that Hugh Freeze is proud of of his past. I, it, he does not, in any way, shape, form, or fashion, come across that way. He seems sincere in his remorse and his willingness and desire to just move forward. Um, and I think, as a good human being. You don't stand on a soapbox and chastise a man for something he's done in the past if he wants to move on and wants to improve. If you're a decent, solid, good human being yourself, then you give them a second chance. It's also in the Bible when asked, how many times should I forgive? Seven? No, 70 times seven. And that doesn't mean in a lifetime. That's 490 times. That means a day. 490 times a day you should forgive. And, you know, to be a quality human being, you have to be willing to forgive. Um, you know, and, and if 
if you're so bent out of shape over who the head coach of a university is, maybe it's time to go look in the mirror and re-examine priorities. Sure. Because do I have an affinity for all things Auburn athletics? Yes. My Auburn alum? Yes. Am I proud of my university? Yes. Do I lose sleep over us losing a game or who our coaches are? Absolutely not. Because the sun comes up the next day. Bigger, I have bigger things in life. Yeah. Do I love listening to sports call? Yes. That's what we <laughs> like to hear. Highlight. <laughs> it is the highlight of my afternoon until my wife comes home and I get to hug her. But, there you go. Uh, you know what? Enjoy life. Don't lose sleep over it, Steve. It's going to be okay. He's not going to let you down. There's going to be more and more accusations that are going to come out because he's making six and a half million a year. Comes with the territory, yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. Give the guy a chance. And if he burns us again, you know what we have to do then? We have to forgive him then, too. Amen. That's what makes you a good human being. Amen. And Matt, as beautiful so, as this as day. beautiful as this town is, we've got a cold front coming as well. So uh, <laughs> bundle up because a free warning set to take place, brother. Hey, I got I got uh, I got my hot hands ready to go. <laughs> and, uh, You're prepared. I, I love to Jordan hair. I, I don't. I don't care how cold it is. It doesn't hair. I hope it gets frosty in T town. <laughs> yeah, we love it. All right, that's our pal Matt from Valley joining us on the program. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Toll free at one triple eight nine Target Nine. We're going to keep pushing phone calls through. Do up next on the line. We've got Anthony from Auburn. Anthony has called into the program. What's going on, Anthony? How are you guys doing today? Quite well. How about you, sir? I'm doing good. You know, uh, I was reading somewhere on social media with some of the. Uh, Female fans of Auburn University football are, are kind of rubbed the wrong way and disappointed that Auburn would go in a direction of a Hugh Freeze, considering the baggage that he carries. And you know, you look in society where women are being raped and and uh, sex trafficking, sex trafficking, and all that sort of thing. And you want to bring in a guy, a grown man at his age that was has a wife and a family, but yet somewhere in a back room on the side making phone calls, calling escort services arranging some form of entertainment that he would probably enjoy later or whatnot, and then uh, bring this guy in as a coach. I'm wondering from a ticket sales standpoint or of support or whatnot, how many female fans would bag back and, and not spend any money this, uh, this upcoming season to watch an Auburn football or buying an Auburn football merchandise or even watch the games on TV as far as that goes. I mean, if you think about it, that's something to certainly think about. It is a fair question to uh, to ask and to wonder uh, how they are feeling, but I, I do think for uh, for a lot of females out there, I think um, some will still support this hire and will still want to cheer on the Auburn Tigers because they have uh, you know had that act of forgiveness when it comes to Hugh Freeze. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with forgiving somebody, but do you need to hire this kind of person with the with the low character that he has? He clearly has low character and low morals. Uh, I mean, the stuff he was doing that's something. I mean, if you had a 20 year old college student or a 20-year-old male or something doing that sort of thing, that's a whole nother ball game. But when you're talking about a 40 or 50-year-old man with a wife, family, messing around with that sort of nonsense, I mean, I suppose I saw his wife. She looked like a beautiful woman there. I don't know what kind of person she is. I don't know her. And she stayed uh, by his side the whole time, and he made sure uh, to highlight her and saying she's the most godlike woman he's ever had in his life and loves her more than anything. Money could be the reason she's staying there. You never know because some people don't want to. I don't want to make those assumptions, Anthony. Come on, man. Don't go there. 
but I don't know where you guys been in life, but that's life. I mean, people get married for financial reasons and stuff like that. Don't say they don't because they do every day. But uh, it they've got a beautiful family together. But what I'm saying is, it seems like people want to support this type of trash that they, that has been hired because they thinking they're gonna win, but. Here's the thing. What kind of winning are you talking about? Are you talking about winning eight or nine games? Are you talking about going to Hallelujah Land? Are you talking about winning the conference? What exactly kind of winning are you talking about? We're trying to win all of it. We're, we're trying, trying to do to all of that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's going to be able to get you there or not. He ain't never been to Hallelujah Land. So I don't know if he got the keys or the path to get there. Well, Maybe the last guy not. hadn't been to Hallelujah Land either, and well, that didn't work. Well, and then the guy before that had never been to Hallelujah Land as a head coach, and that didn't work. Hey, but he went, hey, but hey. But as an assistant, but he had been as an assistant, yes. But as assistant, he went there, and as a head coach, he almost got there. But at the last minute of some things, that didn't work out. Yeah, but there aren't uh, too many people walking around planet Earth on their uh, own two feet that have beat Nick Saban more than once, and Hugh Freeze is one of those. Well, he's beat him twice, and that's probably the reason they jumped at Hugh Freeze. But that don't mean he's going to do anything for y'all. I mean, he might beat Nick Saban, he might not. I mean, we'll see. But uh, I don't think he's going to Hallelujah Land. I really don't. And you're fair to think, think that, Anthony. I don't think he's going to get you there. And I'm going to call and remind you when he don't get you there either. But, uh, you I always keep us honest, which I appreciate, brother. But I think it's real disappointing to go in that direction when I'm sure there's some coach somewhere that, that would have been a perfect fit, that would have been a guy that could have came out here and really done wonders for the university. But to zero in on trash, and that's all you focus on, on trash, you know, I don't know if tra- you talking about trash – I don't know if he's going to be able to clean anything around here and put things in a better, positive light because he's bringing in trash. I do hope you get the chance to yeah. meet Hugh Freeze one day, Anthony, and be able to form those I opinions for yourself. I don't, care to meet, I don't care to meet Hugh Freeze. <laughs> I don't care to meet Hugh Freeze. Well, maybe you'll, maybe you'll stumble across him at the grocery but, store or something and, and strike no, up a good... But, you but never know, say, Anthony. All right, buddy. We will, appreciate the call I'll, today. All right, but I will call you back when it, when it comes time to remind you and uh, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about at that time. You kept us honest the whole time, and we always talk. I remember everything you say. Thank you, buddy. All right. All right, have a good one. That's uh, Anthony from Auburn joining us there on the program. Man, all right. We've reached the end. Hour number one. A lot of phone calls there. we got to pay some bills right now, and then uh, we'll be back at it in the second hour of the show. Alongside Ryan LaVoy, my name is JJ Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. 
It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call gets started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson with Ryan LaVoy here inside our studios. We're taking your phone calls. Hugh Freeze was introduced as the next head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. Earlier today, we're going to chat with our buddy James here in just one moment. But first, we go to the phone lines, 334-887-3401, or toll-free at one 888 9 And do up right now, we've got... Daryl from Auburn. Daryl has called into Sports Call. Hey, Daryl. Hey, JJ. What's going on? How are you today, sir? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, well, it was pretty quiet. I just stayed here at the apartments. I'm, you know, in my capacity as a resident manager, and um, they wanted me to work at the restaurant, but I decided not to because it's not time and a half. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Smart <laughs> I just decision. Those DVDs. Uh, getting to topic on hand. Um, some of the calls that I've been hearing coming over the airways has been disturbing, assaulting uh, an individual's character. For the and, new football coach, yeah. And then uh, one caller brought his family, which is, I think, not appropriate. Yeah, at all. too far. I mean, I mean, and way, way too far. Agreed, I've never always agreed with the uh, the candidates for president or who was elected, but as in a presidential. Election, I think we should do the same thing in the coaching uh, selection. We've only got one president. We should support him. And we have one coach. And I think we should support him. Um, and not assault him on the airways because there's a lot of recruits and families listening to all this. You're you know? right about and, that. You know, and all it takes is one person to assault his character in, in such a manner it might turn off some moms and dads you know and you know everybody has a right you know it's, it's a freedom of information act you know everybody has free speech but i don't know just constantly just damning the guy just not giving him uh uh you know opportunity to prove himself i think it's i think it should be done and then talking about the auburn people and auburn spirit I think the Auburn people, uh, the president of universities and past, James Martin, the list goes on and on, you know, discrepancies, you know, it's not everything sexual or, or financial, but, you know, uh, everybody has personality flaws and we should look for the good in people, not the bad. I, I agree with that, Daryl. I think it's I think two things here are relevant. One, I think it's relevant that he did bad things. You know, I mean, he, he did things that you should not be doing. But I also think it's relevant that there are people that we know have high morals, we know have good character, that still support the man, uh, such as the former Auburn coach, Gus Malzahn. 
Um, and, and we've also seen that there were people in attendance at his press conference today that are family friends that have gone to each one of his introductory press conferences, no matter where those have been. Uh, there's still people that, that vouch for the guy. And again, I, I, think, I think the most simple message here is, is uh, hate the sin, not the sinner. Um, and, and so I think this, this goes back to you know, something that's very involved in his life, and he makes religion very involved in his life. Um, and he has done things that, um, you know, are, are, are hard to defend. Uh, but he also, you know, I mean, with, with religion and, and with uh, being a Christian, you know, as one previous caller said, uh, forgiveness is a very important part of it. And so, you know, there, there's obviously not condoning you know, continually making mistakes. You know, you have to learn from those mistakes at some point. But also, I don't think those mistakes should bar you from being uh, given opportunities if you prove that you can change and if you work up to it. I, and last thing I'll, I'll say here is, um, you know, he talked about in his press conference today, not that you deserve a second chance, that you need to earn a second chance. And he feels and others feel, obviously, that he has earned uh, another chance. So, um, yeah, I, I think that the reality is we 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 can't, you know, we, we can't condone some of those things that he clearly did. But we also you, you can't hold it against someone their entire life. Well, I think his character will be under a tight microscope, as you might say, absolutely uh, through the university. And should he repeat it, I'm sure there's something in his contract clause about. Uh, moral standards of some sort. Absolutely, there will written. be. Yeah, I'm sure it was written into the contract. And even if this wasn't in his past, that that's something that, with a position like this, knowing who you're representing and how big of a position it is, that that was going to be something that was always uh, going to be watched closely. Was the character of your head football coach? Yeah, and I, I think once we get some. Um, and four-star recruits and as we go into spring training and get more people from the transfer portal some of this stuff will sort of not fade away but be overlooked yeah overlooked. you start winning you know football games and things are good things are yeah. good anyway i struggled the last two days to listen to some of the commentaries and i went to the library today and i read an in-depth article about the opal like auburn news but you'd be surprised how people uh state their opinions without factual evidence they you know how i am about yeah details uh, are everything Facebook and instagram and all this other yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I, I listen to auburn opal like news and i listen to npr you know and i listen to sports call well so. we appreciate your support always daryl thanks for the call today man and again happy belated thanksgiving to you brother Okay, and I don't think because I haven't been calling in that I haven't been listening. I just haven't had anything to say. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you again soon then. Think of something else and we'll talk, okay? Okie dokie. All right, that's our good pal Daryl joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 888 9 Primetime has called into Sports Call here today. Hey, Primetime. Uh, it's just Trent, man. I'm uh, driving on uh, Interstate 85, but uh, coming in. What's going on? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, just getting through this weather. But I have to say I agree a lot with that last caller, and I have heard a lot of negative things. I mean, have we not learned anything from the Harson era? I mean, give this guy a chance. Sure. I mean, just give this guy a chance. Sure enough, I mean, we got some checks and balances. I'm sure Mr. Yellowwood 
and Mr. Uh, Crowder are going to have some things to say. If they don't like them, they'll find a way to get rid of them, and they'll do some underhanded things to them, just like they did to Harson. But come on, folks. Give this guy a chance. <laughs> it hasn't even been day one. Correct. Come on. He's got a reputation as a professional to get some things accomplished. Let's look at that. I, I see some things in this gentleman that he has done day one that Harson never even attempted. So I'm at least excited about that. I think there's some potential. And let's rally around this guy. We are an Auburn family. Let's be a part. Let's be some positive. I don't like having losing seasons, but I like the way we came together in this one. I like how we were rallying around Caddy. I like how we rallied around our family. I like how we came together in this bit. Let's keep rolling. Let's keep going with this. Remember, we've got some great coaches. We've got a great system going on here. we got some positives. We are a chance and an opportunity to turn things around. Ask Bruce Pearl. He didn't exactly have a shining record when he came to us, but look how he's turned things around. Give Hugh, Free a chance. Hugh Freeze a chance. He can make some difference with us, and we can make a difference on him. That's all i got to say about that. Appreciate the call. Thanks for t- uh, calling in there. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Busy day here on the program as we'll keep these phone calls coming on through. We go back to the phone lines. Let's take a trip outside the state. Joining us now, Snake from Pulaski County. Snake has called into sports call today. Hello, Snake. Once again, the Auburn Search Committee under John Cohen, has come to the ASU coaching tree. Yeah. It's funny how it keeps working out that way. What is there about a resume from Arkansas State University that is attractive to the Auburn brass? Like we talked about with you last time, maybe Blake Anderson would have been the guy, but instead they kind of went in reverse order and went to the coach prior to Gus Malzahn. I'm not sure what's in that uh, what Arkansas State Jonesboro snake, right? Is that what that? I don't know what's in the yeah. water there in Jonesboro, but apparently it keeps bringing coaches to Auburn. Well, we're down to just two now. You're right, Blake Anderson or Butch Jones. Butch only won <laughs> two games this year, but he's still in the mix, you know. Right, uh. but. What is the official record of Hugh Freeze? Is it 103 and 47, or is it 76 and 47? What's going to go on the Auburn uh, program as far as wins? I have no idea what they what their thoughts on that will be. Uh, you you why not put both? Why why put uh, put on the field 103 and 47 and put uh, NCAA recognized 76 47. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, that will probably be that will probably be a disputed number for the next, you know, two or three years. You know, I don't know, but uh, incidentally, kudos to Cadillac. I thought he did a great job of holding the program together. I hope there's going to be a place for him on this coaching staff. Surely, surely there will be. Has anything been said about that? Yes, he has already been named the associate head coach and running backs oh, coach. Good. Yep. Good. I, th- I thought he did a great job. Brought some energy to the program. I'm sure that. Likewise. Sure, the players loved him, and uh, uh, you know, I just thought it brought the fan base. It gave them something to, uh, you know, uh, enjoy his antics on the sideline. Uh, his enthusiasm, I thought, was good for a time when it was really needed. 
I agree. I loved what we were able to get out of Cadillac running up and down the sidelines. All the energy, the players really buying in, and all the passion that he had on display in that role as interim head coach. It was uh, admirable. And that's something, Snake, that that's the very first thing Hugh Freeze brought up uh, in his press conference today before he got into his journey and that sort of thing. He said he was watching Auburn games in November and that he looked at how hard they were playing and and fighting for Cadillac and, and what a leader Cadillac was being and said, I've got to I've got to talk to this guy. I've got to put this guy on the staff. Good. Well, I'm I'm glad that's been said because that uh, you know that needs to be done. Well, anyway, good luck. I think I mean you've got a proven winner here in uh, Hugh Freeze, and I think I think he actually was it would have been a better choice than Lane Kiffin, and um, so I think I think they made the I think they made the right choice. But um, here again, it has to be you have to have that ASU resume yeah. to even be considered. No kidding. No kidding. Good to hear from you, Snake. Thanks for the call today. Hope you're doing well. Okay. All right. right. That's our pal Snake from Pulaski County joining us on the program. 334-887-3401. Really is something in that Jonesboro water. Must be, yeah. man. Well, of the three options there, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone would prefer right. Paul Gibson or Butch I hope not. Man. All right. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines. Now up. James from Montgomery. Here he is. It's our good friend, James from Montgomery, joining us here on Sports Call. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle, sir. Yeah, I know that everybody's been talking about uh, Hugh Freeze. Yes, and, they uh, have. I would have to say this. If I was the athletics director of Auburn University, which is a proud university that we are, I'll give Hugh Freeze the opportunity to change his ways, to look in a better direction as well. That's that's just coming from me. I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, I think that's a, a wise decision to give him a chance to prove that he can be a nice guy. Yeah, because if he's gonna if he's gonna come to Auburn in 2023 and turn this football program around, I'd probably see Auburn actually uh, making more bowl appearances and actually winning a winning a lot of more winning more games than losing a few games as well. Always want to win more than you lose, and I think that Auburn's in a good position to do that. Now they did not do that with Brian Harson. Uh, he really struggled as the Auburn football. <laughs> head coach and so on to Hugh Freeze the program goes and we'll see how he does yeah because with with uh, former Auburn head coach Brian Harson, he didn't he didn't prove anything to the Auburn family or to the Auburn fans he just let us down and time and time again I looked at uh, how many games have we won with him and how many games we've lost with him and you know, now it's time for us to turn over a new leaf and see where Hugh, where Hugh Freeze is actually going to, you know, where where the cold front is going to blow. It might blow to the south. It might blow to the west or east. So we won't know until that time comes as well. And uh, seeing who's going to step up if if Robert if Robert Ashford is not going to be our quarterback, uh, who else will be uh, our quarterback for Auburn? Who yeah, knows? It, it seems like Zach Calzada is coming back next year, and hopefully he can return from injury and be <clears> able <throat> to put a good quarterback battle together. I like the cold front, James. I think maybe you want it to go north, right? Because you want the program to be elevated. You want it to go up. So maybe yeah. we want to see this cold front travel north. Yes, way, way north. I'm talking about like up in in the North Pole area as well. (laughs) Heck yeah. 
Yeah, because I think I, I I see some great things coming out of Hugh Freeze, and I'm I'm all for it, and um, I'm gonna just you know see him sometime real soon and welcome him to the Auburn family and see him where we're actually gonna do uh, this time around as well, and maybe we might go to some big bigger bowl games than what we did in the past few years. Yeah, and I know you were talking about Alabama yesterday, and he talked about how he and his wife, Jill, have such a good relationship with Nick Saban and his wife, Miss Terry. And uh, he said, I hope they're a little nervous today, James. And I agree with Coach Freeze. I hope that Alabama is a little nervous today because I hope it means more wins are coming for Auburn. Yes, because um, I think that the University of Alabama is going to be nervous when we play another Iron Bowl, uh, either in Tuscaloosa or in Auburn. I think it's going to be our turn to actually win uh, another Iron Bowl and actually putting another trophy in our trophy case as well so people can understand that we have a strong uh, determination about our school as well. And then with some of the other sports uh, that we, you know, have new coaches for, like Bruce Pearl and uh, Coach Harris and other Butch coaches. Thompson, that, the baseball coach? Yeah, Butch Thompson and, uh, you know, the, the soccer head coach. Uh, um, Karen Hoppe. Karen Hoppe. I think. I, I think Mickey Dean, time. the softball coach. Yeah, so I think Auburn is really going to look really good, and we have a really good football program. We got an outstanding basketball program as well, um, a great baseball program, softball program, swimming, diving, equestrian, um, you know, gymnastics, golf I mean, and tennis, golf, tennis, uh, cross country. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And actually, we do have a brand new facility that I would love to take to love, love to take a tour of in the football program uh, facility. $92 million. Yes, and that is very, very good. I mean, there is no other university out here in the SEC conference that has that type of money to actually put up a brand new football, a brand new top 10 state-of-the-art uh, football facility program like Auburn University as well. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself, James. Anything else on your mind today? Well, yes. I was uh, actually looking at the uh, U.S. soccer team, and I am very happy that we actually beat Iran and seeing that we're going to win uh, this Saturday against the, Never- the Netherlands and seeing if we're going to win it. And I think we're going to win this one as well. 9 a.m. Central Time. We'll see the start of that game on Saturday. Early start in the morning. Of course, it'll be much later where they're playing the game. But, uh, yeah, we got to see if if Team USA can pick up a win against the Netherlands. Yeah, so I think we're we're actually going to win this, and I and I'm going to stand behind the most beautiful country in the world, the United States of America, and seeing if we're going to win. USA, USA, USA. That's right. Yes, yes. and I'm actually getting ready for um, week 13 in the NFL season and seeing um, the first time, uh, seeing um, Deshaun Watson actually coming back and uh, seeing what he's actually going to do. And I actually. And playing the Texans. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm actually, uh, I actually picked him up early about 15 minutes ago, and I actually put uh, Deshaun Watson and um, Anthony Shorts and CJ Usama and, um, you know, other Auburn players that that I'm actually interested in and uh, seeing what they're going to do this weekend. Couldn't agree more, James. Really couldn't agree more. 
Yes, as well, and uh, seeing if my Cowboys are actually going to be going to the Super Bowl this year, and I'm hoping that uh, Dak Prescott and um, Michael Parsons and uh, Mike McCarthy is actually going to turn this team around this year. Yeah, I really like C.D. Lamb at wide receiver, Ezekiel Elliott, of course. you got a good team this season, and the Cowboys are playing really good football this time of year. Yes, as well. And then I got a lot of other uh, sports I'm actually going to be watching uh, later on. I'm uh, going to be watching uh, Troy, uh, seeing if they're going to win, and uh, seeing some early college football games this weekend to see who's going to punch their ticket into uh, the Camellia Bowl as well. I can't wait to see what happens. That's going to be a good one for sure. All right. Uh, it was really nice talking to y'all, and I'll probably take uh, the World Cup uh, uh, Trivia Challenge uh, tomorrow. Okay, World Cup Trivia Challenge tomorrow, all right? You, you feeling okay, James? Um, I'm a little under the weather, but I'm okay. Okay, and... you'll fight through it. It Yeah, it just sounds like you might be a little congested. So hopefully you start to feel better, and uh, can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. World Cup Trivia coming your way, okay? All right, sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. There's our good pal James joining us on the program. Always great to chat with him. And uh, boy, we got to take our first time out of the hour. Let's pay some bills. We'll be back with Sports Call right after this. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger into the program at Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson and Ryan Lavoy inside the studio. We want to tell you that the Sports Call podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or if you want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy an ice cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk, Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. We had so much fun kind of talking about coordinators for Hugh Freeze on this coaching staff. That's going to continue to be a topic of conversation over the next few days. Got to get to work quick. Seemed like Hugh Freeze was going to get to work on that immediately this afternoon. He's probably doing that right now, Ryan. He said he would be. He was asked about it and, and said this he would very be moment, working on it this afternoon. On the phone. After the um, after the after all the, the morning obligations and meetings and um, schedule stuff and all that, uh, and then, you know, I, I think he added to the relevancy of the offensive coordinator position because he pointed out he has always called plays, but he uh, said he might not. He said he, he, in order to get and develop these relationships with players, uh, might entrust someone else to do that. He said he's had a lot, a lot, a lot of people reach out to him via phone. Uh, some very impressive people reach out to him. And someone that he might trust to to help call the plays. Right. Uh, he, I think, his joke was, I, I think I could, 
uh, be better. I think I could help out and, and know what to call down in the red zone, <laughs> but I could use some help the other the Everything rest of the field. Else, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that kind of made it more a little bit more relevant who the OC is because for head coaches that call their own plays on on a certain side of the ball. You know that coordinator position is not as paramount as it is when you have a traditional head coach that, that does not call plays. But said he needed a schematic genius for his defensive Defense, coordinator yeah. position. So uh, we'll see what higher he goes there. Your thoughts are welcome on our phone lines three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Also, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us your commentary if you would wish. Josh just sent us a message. On Twitter at SportsCallAU, Hugh Freeze is a good hire. Either support him in Auburn or go cheer for Bama. All right, Josh, we appreciate the support there on Twitter. Again, at SportsCallAU is how you can hit us up online. Let's go back to the phone lines. Joining us, Russell from Auburn. Russell has called into Sports Call. Been a little while, Russell. It's good to hear from you, my friend. Yeah, I, um, happy holidays to Same. you guys. Um, <laughs> I feel the same way as Josh. Well, I, I called the first part of Steve, but I didn't. I, so is he still? Is he just not going to support Hugh Freeze? Like, what is his stand? I didn't, I didn't hear what the end of his conversation was. Uh, he he said that he'd chosen to to still support and love Auburn. Uh, he does not agree with the hire. Uh, he didn't make any mention of supporting Hugh Freeze personally, but or or just just Hugh Freeze in general. But he said he would still root for Auburn. Well, and, you know, Steve is entitled to his opinion, and all these other people that think it was a bad hire or don't think that he is a good person or whatnot, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And I'm totally cool with that, and that's fine. You know, everybody's got one, and they're entitled to it. But at the same time, we're not paid to make these decisions. We're just out here talking about it, you know. Uh, John Cohen was hired to do a job. President Roberts was hired to do a job. Um, those are now our administration as Auburn fans, as Auburn alumni. Um, you know, we can like it, we can not like it, but by golly, I, you know, I'm glad Steve said that because you you got to support them. I mean, if you're a real Auburn fan, and like Josh said, go support Bama if you're if you're all butthurt about it. I, I'm sorry. Get behind the program just like you did when Cadillac took over or go somewhere else. And it's as simple as that, you know. There's no reason to stay up crying at night about, oh, my gosh, he's such a terrible person and did this in the past. You know what? I bet you've done things in the past that you regret. I bet you've been given a second chance when you did something that in your personal life that wasn't exactly how you should have done it. So, you know, whether or not it is right, it is wrong, all that is gone. It's, it, bygones be bygones. We have moved on. Uh, whether you think he's Gus Malzahn 2.0 or not, I really don't care. He's our head football coach. So get behind him and get behind the program and just stop talking about it because there's really nothing to talk about anymore except for going forward. And that's the way I feel about it. And my question to pose everybody would be, you know, how would you feel about this if Hugh Freeze had been in Alabama and they won a couple national championships? Because he was going to hire – Nick Saban was going to hire him over Bill O'Brien. He wasn't going to hire Bill O'Brien. And by the way – That was sort of referenced and sideways by – uh, I am from this state. I am married to an Alabama fan from North Alabama. I am friends with a lot of Alabama fans. 
either personally or in my family, and there's a lot of Alabama fans that are just not happy with Bill O'Brien, okay? And that's just plain as day. They're not happy with Bill O'Brien. They're not really happy with Pete Golding either. But I think at this point, Bill O'Brien is on there. They just don't understand how they can have that much talent and not do as well as they should be on offense. And I can agree with them. How they can't run the football is beyond me. I have no idea how they have that talent on their offensive line and running backs and receivers and quarterbacks, and they can't run the football? I mean, it it is beyond me. So if Hugh Freeze had been hired, and I think Nick Saban backed away from some of this same stuff that people talked about, and obviously uh, Coach Freeze squashed the whole notion that Greg Sankey wasn't going to let him come back in the conference because he flat out said he had never been told that. And referenced how he had those offensive coordinator offers to coach in the SEC, yeah. He had never been told that he was not going to be allowed back in the SEC. So that's a bunch of baloney that's been bloated out around. So if Nick Saban would have hired him and he had been at Alabama and their offenses had been better, you're telling me you wouldn't want him to be the head coach? I mean, I I just I feel like he's actually better spot being at Liberty and doing what he did with that program as a head coach and coming to us with that experience versus being from Alabama. But he could have certainly been the offensive coordinator at Alabama. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that wanted Lane Kiffin because they didn't want him to go to Alabama when Nick Saban retires. I've heard that a lot. And he was a coordinator at Alabama. So don't give me this, oh, well, he's made mistakes in the past or he's a terrible person and whatnot. You know what? Look at yourself in the mirror. Go to church on Sunday and ask for forgiveness for all the sins you've done and then come talk to me about judging somebody because – you know, if you're a real person of faith like Coach Freeze is, then you leave that to the Lord, okay? And not to get all religious on you, but he's the only one that should be making judgments about other people. And when when prominent, prominent Auburn people come out like Will Herring and, matter of fact, Cadillac Williams come out and get behind this guy, you should too. Bruce War Pearl. Eagle. Yeah, War Eagle. We appreciate it. That's a passionate Russell from Auburn joining us there well i mean that's what i would i mean i would echo that too i mean i've been i understand uh mistakes have been made in his past clearly bad mistakes um but i mean this is the hire and you know all these other people that auburn people look up to including bruce pearl he just mentioned the very end haven't mentioned this cadillac williams supporting him If, if cadillac williams was morally against hugh freeze or felt Hugh Freeze was absolutely a terrible hire, Cadillac Williams would not go and immediately meet with him and embrace him and take the job. Take the job on his staff, you know? So all these other Hugh people was talking about how kind of nervous he was, like, please take this job. I need you. <laughs> and all the and, you know, people looking up and pleading with we're sorry, Gus, and well at least Gus had character. Well Gus Malzahn is good friends with Hugh Freeze. He reached out to him, congratulated him. Is happy for him. Says he's going to love Auburn, and so all these other people that you know Auburn people support or value their opinion or value their character are saying good job on the hire. We support Hugh Freeze, um, and, and so again the people that know him uh, have been you know infinitely more supportive of him than the people that don't know him. 
And I'm not sure the people that don't know him should get more say than the people that do know him. Um, so look, I, and, and look, at the end of the day, people, whether you're coming from it from a pessimistic or optimistic point of view, the reality is this. If Hugh Freeze wins, he will eventually be loved. If he ingrains himself in the Auburn community, which I believe he will, he will be loved. If he does those things, he will be loved. And if he loses, just like any other coach, Brian Harson or whoever, if he loses, he will not be loved, and he will be gone eventually. And it's as simple as that. It will come down to the win losses, you know, provided there's no right. extra extra stuff going on, provided he has learned, then that's what's going to dictate his time at Auburn. So, you know, I, I think that the ultimate thing here is Auburn got somebody that has really a polar opposite approach that Brian Harson had, right? And that's often what you do when you make a failed hire is you do something completely different. Auburn did something completely different when they hired Brian Harson. They had been going with guys that had had some sort of SEC connection, Auburn connection. You know, Gus Malzahn, when he was hired, he'd been the OC at Auburn. When Gene Chizik was hired, he'd been the DC at Auburn. Obviously, Tommy Tuberville, the, the hire before that, had SEC ties because uh, he was at Ole Miss. They went completely away from that. They went to a guy in Boise, Idaho, that had been played at Boise, coached at Boise, you know, had some stops at a few other places like Texas, but predominantly Boise State guy. No SEC ties. Completely different. And it was the worst hire. It ended up being the worst situation Auburn has been in as a football program in decades and decades. And so what did they do? We're going to go back to something we've been doing before, someone that has SEC ties, someone that has beaten our rival at a rate that really no one else has beaten, other than the guy we fired, by the way, right. which was Gus Malzahn. We're going to go to a guy that understands how important recruiting is because you know what Brian Harson did not understand? How important recruiting was. Auburn spent most of this year 50th or worse in recruiting because he did not understand that you can't just get 10 or 15 guys in that are good enough for Boise State and go and, and win with them and, and, and be in a great spot in an SEC school. And so they went and got a guy that understands the recruiting part of it. So that makes sense. All of that makes sense. And look, there's, there's previous character issues and, and poor choices made, absolutely. But look, you, you have got to get someone that is going to restore the program. And it, it's at the end of the day about opportunity. It's about forgiveness. And it's about winning. And this is someone that checks those boxes because look again i, I want to go back to like one of the very first things we talked about the other guys that were mentioned on this list it's still relative to other things too hugh freeze was not my number one he was my number two lane kiffin was the number one i never considered that Dabo sweeney's interest was real maybe it was maybe it wasn't never put him on my board obviously Dabo sweeney would have uh, be a great hire because of his of his prowess of two national championships, all of his success at Clemson. James Franklin, little less clear. You could argue would be better than Hugh Freeze. You could argue be worse. Okay, but that's another guy. Never really clear how much interest there was. Never really clear if he's actually a candidate or not. 
the guys that you knew were candidates, like Jeff Grimes or Matt Rule, who ends up taking the Nebraska job, do you really think those are better candidates than Hugh Freeze? Just because the just because Hugh Freeze, you know, didn't have a, a national championship or something at Ole Miss, you you think Matt Rule, who is would be not a cultural fit at all, or you think that Jeff Grimes, who's in his fifties, never been a head coach, would be clearly more successful than than a guy that has elevated a usually bottom three or four SEC program. I just don't know what to say to that. I mean, that wouldn't that just is not uh, not accurate. So. Um, look, we, we're we're getting all any and all opinions, and we welcome those. And look, there's still going to be people that will be unconvinced um, up until kickoff of the first game. There'll be people that won't be convinced throughout the first season. But again, ultimately, Hugh Freeze has an opportunity, and if he does uh, what he says he's going to do, and what people around him say he's going to do, says he's a great guy. People around him say he does care. People around him say he loves the players. Players love him. If he starts to do those things at Auburn and then couples that with winning, everyone's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. Amen. Amen. We uh, appreciate all the phone calls that we've gotten so far. We've reached the end of the hour. We've got to take a break, but your phone calls are welcome in the final hour of our program. Alongside Ryan LaVoy, I'm J.J. Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson here inside the studio with my good pal Ryan LaVoy off and running on this Tuesday, November 29th. Second to last day of the... That's just one thing, too. December's almost here. 2022 is almost over, brother. I mean, man, football season's gone by. Wow. Conference championship weekend coming up. And again, I know it's not a, a big part of uh, our listenership, but uh, very excited. The USA won today against yes. Iran and uh, won 1 0 on to play the Netherlands on Saturday. So that college football Saturday, really the kind of the last full Saturday, I shouldn't say full Saturday, but the last Saturday where there's several football games and all these conference championships actually will kick off at 9 a.m. 
What's the USA Netherlands? And here in our state, Ryan Lavoy, the Troy Trojans get the chance to compete for the Sun Belt title against Coastal Carolina. So shout out to them. That game will also be played this upcoming weekend. Shout out to Troy for getting uh, yeah, all the way to their had a title game. Great year. Um, and what was it? The first year. I think so. Uh, for their head coach, so John Summerall. I want to say sounds right. Yes. Um, and so they had a big year. Both them and South Alabama had really good years in the Sun Belt. Uh, here we are in the third and final hour of the program, and we're taking your phone calls all show long. Hugh Freeze, the new head football coach for the Auburn Tigers, 334-887-3401. We go to the phone lines. Joining us now, Coach from Kathleen. Coach has called into Sports Call here today. What's going on, Coach? Hey, guys. How are you all this afternoon? Quite well. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving holiday. Oh, man, yeah, I'm still trying to recover from eating too much. But <laughs> you and me that, both. You know, it's good times. Good times with family. Um, I got a, just a couple of observations on this on this Coach Freeze business. Um, and my opinion is absolutely no more valuable than anybody else's. Um, you know, we've got some discord in our in my own house, my own family, about – where this thing is, you know, and, and how we are supposed to feel about this or whatever. But my stance on it is is this. Auburn hired Chris Roberts to be the president um, pretty recently. Chris Roberts hired John Cohen from a rival SEC school, but that's kind of irrelevant. But those two guys are tasked with hiring an Auburn football coach in this in this case. Right. This is the first hire that John Cohen has made on behalf of Auburn University, right? Right. If this thing goes sour, if you freeze as an absolute slime ball, or if he can't win football games, because he's just not good enough X's and O's guy or can't recruit the right Jimmys and Joes or whatever the case may be. Who has more to lose long-term? Between John Cohen and Hugh Freeze? Sure. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, I, I'm, when you ask that... Cohen, I, think, I would say. Because I yeah. think Freeze would be... I mean, this is his last best chance, kind of per se. Exactly. Where, whereas Cohen is still kind of in the normal, un, you know, unproblematic part of his administration career. Because I went to Alan Green hiring Brian Harson, and, and Alan Green had a couple of other hires at Auburn. But hey, your football coach hire is what makes you, and uh, that did not go well. And Alan Green is no longer here. Exactly, and that's kind of my, that. Well, it's not kind of. That's exactly my point. And as Ryan said, uh, you know, the answer to the question, in my opinion, is John Cohen's got a lot more to lose in this long term than Hugh Freeze. Now, the opportunities, I think Hugh Freeze has a lot more to gain by being a solid citizen and winning football games. Because, you know, I mean, I don't care how good a citizen you are. If you don't win football games at Auburn, you're not going to be there very long. So you got to win. But he's got this other thing, these other things that are, are you know, the, the elephants in the room, if yes. you want to call it that or whatever. But 
you know, my suggestion is this. You know, Cohen's making a bunch of money every year now. Robertson's making a bunch of money. He's the most powerful guy at the university. And those two gentlemen, I think, have a lot more at stake long-term than Hugh Freeze. Now, you know, Hugh Freeze can probably make more money than those other two guys combined. But long-term, I think Freeze is, you know, he'll either do it or he won't. And and it'll be based on his athletic ability and his ability to, to be a good citizen. But Cohen, this hire will define his tenure at Auburn University. And and I just don't see – I can't imagine them just drawing names out of a hat and going, yeah, well, this guy's got a little baggage, but he did beat Bama twice. You know, the heck with Bama. I don't care if he beat Bama. I don't care if he's never heard of Alabama. I, I, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is can he win at Auburn University. And that's that's it. I don't – I wish to goodness Auburn people – would quit forming their opinions, making their commentary or whatever, and including something about the University of Alabama in that opinion or that whatever. I don't care about Alabama. I wish I, I wish I wish they were just another team like a Tennessee or a Kentucky or a, an LSU or an Ole Miss. They're just another football team. I know it's bigger than that. I grew up in the state of Alabama. I get it. But until Auburn reaches a point where they don't care about the opinions, you know, I'm not going to make a hire based on what another school may or may not think about it. I'm just, I just think it's ridiculous. And so, you know, to that end, I, I think that Cohen has the right attitude at this point. I, I, I think he went out. Can you imagine him going into and, and making this hire half-heartedly, not having vetted it from top to bottom, turned over every stone he could possibly turn over, talked to all of the people who matter? I just don't think it was made without a lot of due diligence. I just don't think this, um, you know, could have been done that way. I just, I just don't see it that way at all. Um, Anyway, that, again, that's my two cents on that deal. The next question, and so of a lot more interest to me, is who are his coordinators? Who's the what's the the buzz on who he's looking at as coordinators? Are we hearing any names at all? This is my favorite topic of conversation. Um, yeah, I, I think people have mentioned Matt Luke uh, coming over as yep. an offensive line coach, and he did have that offensive coordinator position all five co- years. Coordinator, right? He worked yeah. with uh, Hugh Freeze there. So, uh, and at, at Liberty, Hugh Freeze was a co-offensive coordinator guy as well. So, I'm I'm curious if Matt Luke would take on one of those roles. Uh, and then Kent right. Austin is his current quarterbacks coach at Liberty, who's gotten a lot of buzz mm-hmm. on that end of the uh, of, of the football. But um, I'm still trying to find more and more names out there. Are you hearing anything, Coach? I have not. I've been I've I've been dialed into this stuff a whole lot today. I actually had to work. Tried to make a dollar today. Yeah. Um, Good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, tried to be productive in in life. Uh, so I haven't. I, I was able to kind of catch his uh, press conference, and I, you know, I thought he won the press conference. I thought he was very sincere. You know, I mean, it, say what you will, whatever. Again, it's gonna it's it, nobody will remember whether or not he won the press conference yeah. come opening day next next late August, early September, whenever no it kidding. is. 
Um, but it was a really special atmosphere to be in. I mean, to see the standing ovation that Cadillac yeah. received at the beginning. And then, oh, yeah. Coach, I, I am as big of a family person as there is in life. I yeah. love celebrating all the successes of everybody in my family. And to see him get so emotional talking about his family, his parents are up there in age as well. I mean, if you freeze is 53, yeah. people do the math on yeah. them getting up there in age. They made the trip to be there to support. He had an uncle in the back. Right. He had lifelong family friends there. I mean, it was it was really really cool uh, to to witness. Yeah, I, I enjoyed what he said about um, copying Bruce's um, whatever you want to call it his tactics. Yeah. In that you know he's going he wants to be the ultimate salesman for Auburn University, and I just think that's what Bruce is. He just happens to be a pretty darn good basketball coach too, but he is a master marketer. And I don't mean there's nothing negative in that comment. I just think he's a mastermind. He's I love listening to Bruce because he seems genuinely excited about Auburn all the time, you know. And and, and yes, that's his job. But at the same time, I think it's real. And and I think Freeze will be the same way. He's not going to have Bruce's personality. He's just he's just not wired that way. I don't think. But you know, anything he can do to to, to if he has success at Auburn. I don't think we'll ever have to worry about that guy leaving for another job because of how I think grateful he is for this opportunity. You know, he, he mentioned the word deserve. He said nobody deserves anything, but you earn the opportunity. And I think it's just, you know, I, I just think that was perfectly said. I think he, I don't, I don't think he deserves anything. I think he has earned the opportunity and he's got exactly one chance to screw it up. And if he does, you know, we'll be in another coaching search and we'll see what the flavor of the week is that day, you know. Um, so what about defense coordinator? Any any information there? Any, any names being kicked about? Well, I think uh, Barry Odom was someone mentioned that's right. uh, yesterday, oh, although wow. I'm not yeah. so sure. I'm not sure that's the the lead candidate to someone. You know what's been interesting to me about this coach is because some so many people have had such strong opinions about the coach. I feel like there's not been as much talk about the staff. Usually, you get uh, the head coach in there, and then everyone wants to know what's the staff like, what's the recruiting pool going to look like, and that sort of thing. And those things are still true. I mean, we're still going to move on to that here in the coming days. But I feel like yep. since there has been a lot of discourse about uh, the the hiring process and about Hugh Freeze, the, the the human being, I think that has put just a little bit of ca- uh, not caution, but a little bit of a pause on the next logical step, which is that coaching staff. So, so many people have been kind of reporting about the PR aspect and that sort of thing, rather than start to kind of look ahead at what the what the full staff will look like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good take on that. I think um, can't can't disagree with anything you said. Uh, you know, I. The first name that came to mind was Muschamp. I have no idea if Muschamp would be interested in coming from Georgia or not. And I'm not sure he's the right answer. I'm not sure he's the guy. I'm not sure their personalities would mesh very well. Um, I think they're, you know, that's more of an oil and water situation. But I think, you know, by Freeze's own admission, he needs, he needs an absolute home run as a defense coordinator because he's an offensive guy. Yes. And I think, you know, having worked in that environment, uh, I think it's the deal where, you know, Freeze is going to run the offense and he's not going to have much of an opinion on defense except 
Spurrier up and get me the ball back. You know, uh, it's just, you know, I heard Spurrier say it one time. He said, just let them score and give us the ball. <laughs> you know, just get us the ball back. I don't care if they score. Just hurry up and get us the ball back. And and it's just kind of, I think that'll be Freeze's mentality as it pertains to the defensive stuff. So, um, yeah, but I, it will be interesting to, to see who his hires are. I tell you this real quick, Ryan. I'm sorry to interrupt. Sure. Um, we're going to, I think, as a as an Auburn family, we're going to love the Matt Luke hire. I just think he's a tremendous recruiter, and I think he's a very technical offensive line coach, and I think he's going to be able to do things with our offensive linemen that haven't been done in a long time. Um, and I'm thankful his last name is not Hand or her first name is not Herb. You know, it's just, <laughs> just where I am on that deal. Um you know, I, I just I think we're really going to like Luke as a, as an assistant, whether he depending on I mean, irrelevant to what title he has. Yeah, and, and hopefully they do get that done. And I, I do want to piggyback too off the the coordinator discussion just one more moment and say, you know, I, I think that's why uh, you know the the defensive coordinator is going to be much more important because Hugh does work with the offense so much and uh, we, you know, we know in the past he's gone co-OCs, we know in the past he's gone co-DCs before. I'm not usually a big co-fan. I usually like one guy to, to run that, but the defense coordinator hire I will grade much more uh, significantly, much more importantly than the offensive coordinator hire just to know that background and again, as you said, to his own admission, he wants you know, a, a genius uh, at DC, yeah. and uh, you know, as far as Muschamp, you know, I, n- I haven't heard that name, but well, I know, I know, I respect that name, and I know that Muschamp is yeah. an excellent defensive coordinator. He was a, a bad head coach, but an excellent coordinator as it goes sometimes. Right. And we know that the, the former Auburn coach and Gus Malzahn was an offensive guy that needed someone to run a good defense, and he got that in Kevin Steele. Um, And so I I don't know who all will be mentioned for this D.C. job. Barry Odom, for me, would not be an A hire. It would be okay, but it wouldn't be an A hire just because I know that at Arkansas this year, their defense admittedly was not great. Uh, I mean, it was not good. I know he does have that head coaching experience, and I know that – uh, he, you know, has been in the league a while, so he checks some boxes. That's why I wouldn't just hate the hire, but I, I would like to swing bigger than Barry Odom, at least initially. Any names come to mind? I mean, who who would who would be? And I'm I'm not in no way debating. Just curious, uh, who would be a bigger name than a Barry Odom, for instance? Yeah, champ, I mean. Yeah. yeah, you know, it, the, the thing is, is that some of these guys, you, you have to marry the right, the right timing for some of these guys. Like, I'll right. give you, I'll give you an example. Okay, two years from now, if Oklahoma keeps going seven and five, Brent Venables will get fired, or I think they might have been six yep. and six this year. Brent Venables will get fired, and then yep. Brent Venables will be the guy that everybody will want for their DC job no again. Yeah. You know, I mean, he'll he'll be the the yep. top of everyone's list that right needs away. it at that time. <laughs> um, but he's there now, and there's absolutely zero chance he would ever leave a head coaching position to go back to DC. So he's not on the table, oh, but yeah. he might be in 24 right. months. So you right. have to look at guys that. Um, you know, are, are serviceable now that are in the same position or recently fired, that sort of thing. I know some people in the past brought up uh, Manny Diaz, who's at Penn State. Uh, and again, I don't know 
what Manny Diaz would view as a lateral move and and that sort of thing. But I know that's also a name I respect. That's a, a guy that has been in the SEC yeah. before. I have no he idea. Sure, I have no idea if he has any tie or any care to work with Hugh Freeze. But you know, Manny Diaz is a guy that I would grade out to be a really good hire because of, of his tenure as, at Mississippi State, and uh, right. obviously Penn State had a, a quality team this year. Uh, as a DC, he was not great as the head man at Miami. Again, it seems like a lot of these defensive guys end up not being great as a head coach yeah. in, in actuality. But uh, Manny Diaz, I guess, would be somebody that I would have a lot of interest in. I have no idea if that, if that will actually uh, get rumored about or not. Yeah. Interesting. Good good stuff. Yeah, I, that whole deal about defensive coaches, uh, I, I think the game has changed too much. Um, I think today, in today's game, you have to win points. Now, when I was a youngster, everybody said, you know, points put fannies in the seats, but defense wins championships. That was the big thing. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't see it that way anymore. I think you absolutely have to be able to score points to win. And, and and I mean points in bunches, not averaging twenty points a week. You gotta you gotta be you know be able to score against the great defenses like Georgia's last year. Georgia's defense this year isn't bad, but Georgia's defense last year was ridiculous. You know, it was just a ridiculous group of, of players, and you've got to be able to compete with teams like that. And the only way to do it is you're going you're going to have to outscore them. You're going to have to score, 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 score. And and it's just that's I think the evolution of the game. Um, but yeah, I, I like what you said. Two years from now, we don't know what it'll be like. You know, an interesting thing to me is I have no idea who freezes current defense coordinator at Liberty. You know, who is the DC at Liberty? I don't have any idea who that is, and I don't know if that would be you know. Um, and I hadn't even thought about it that I didn't know who that was. Um, I may I may know the name if I heard it, but I don't even know the name. So anyway, yeah, I know the offensive coordinators were Kent Austin and Maurice Harris. So, yeah, good to hear from you, Coach. We appreciate the call. Absolutely, good times. Y'all have a great evening. All right, that's our friend, Coach from Kathleen, joining us on the program. Yeah, uh, I I didn't know either. I just looked it up. They're they they had co DC. So again, this seems like a trend that Hugh Freeze really likes. Every year he was at Ole Miss. Uh, Josh Aldridge. Uh, and Jack Curtis, and look, if you guys know who that is, that is great for you. I do, I do not know. Here's those, the list. I do not know who those guys are. We This is from Auburn Undercover, put together Nathan King, Philip Marshall, Jason Caldwell. Those guys are pretty good. Here's a list that they've put together in a full story coming tomorrow morning on candidates for the offensive coordinator. You ready, Ryan? For, uh, Kent, candidates for OC. Yes, yep. from Auburn Undercover. Kent Austin and Maurice Harris – the Liberty co-offensive coordinators right now. Makes sense. Yep. Matt Luke, former Ole Miss co-OC, yep. former Ole Miss head coach, yep. former Georgia O-line coach. Brian Ellis is the Georgia Southern offensive coordinator. Former quarterback at UAB. An Atlanta yep. native and a UAB letterman. Yep. Ryan Applin is the Georgia Southern wide receivers coach, played for freeze at Arkansas State, student assistant for freeze at Ole Miss, former Auburn GA. Jake Spadaville is just fired as the Texas State head coach, was the former Texas A&M offensive coordinator. Uh, and then Will Friend listed as well. And then for D.C., Travis Williams, oh, yeah. the UCF D.C., yep. um, obviously his ties to Auburn, playing yep. here and then being a coach. Barry Odom, yep. who we discussed, longtime friends with Hugh Freeze. Uh, T-Rop, 
Travars Robinson, current Alabama D-backs coach, Auburn alum, and used to be an Auburn D-backs coach as well. Charles Kelly, an Auburn alum, the current Alabama co-defensive coordinator, regarded as an elite recruiter in Alabama. And then Will Muschamp is listed as a defensive coordinator candidate for Auburn. So. I don't know if those personalities, you know, Coach brought up if those personalities fit together. But I, I, I will say whether I also would, would kind of hesitate if those personalities would, would match up. You know, when Freeze would be so hands-off the defense, I'm not sure it would matter too much. You know, I mean, I, I don't think that Freeze would be – you know, obviously it's his staff. They still report to Freeze, but I'm not so sure he would have many many thoughts on what was going on defensively. Again, I mean, it, you, you just hear what he said today. I mean, you, you could say that about any guy that focuses on offense, but then when he literally says, "I want to, I want a genius on defense," you know, I mean, you know, I don't think he's trying to get in the way of that. He, right. he sees that's his own flaw. He he does not know defense as well as he knows offense. So you can afford to get, I think, a bigger personality on defense. And I think Muschamp has a, a, a bigger, or at least an intense personality. I'm not sure it's, you know, flaunting and dramatic. It's just very intense. Um, and, and he can afford to do that because he's not going to be working on the defensive side of the ball constantly like he would be on offense. On offense, he needs someone that he is more familiar with, that he does work together with better. But defensively, you know, and, and one last thing I will say is the co-DC part. I don't know if that's appealing to certain guys or not. To Muschamp, since he's been in the analyst role here at Georgia the last year or two, he might be okay working in conjunction with somebody. Or you could also make the argument that because he is a hard-headed guy, he'd want full control of the defense and would not want to share it with somebody. He, he is a co-DC this year okay. at Georgia. Okay, so they elevated And him. many people uh-huh. wonder if he's, you know, that's Kirby's thing. Let me go back and kind of right. do my own thing and be the true mastermind, even if there is the co title attached with it as well interesting stuff of course your phone calls are welcome but we have got to take a timeout. we're back with more sports call after this may we have your attention please ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention we're auburn's first and auburn's favorite sports talk show my name is what? My name is My name is Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Moving forward here on today's edition of Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. My name is JJ Jackson. His name is Ryan LaVoy. We do this show on Tiger 95.9 FM Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Weekdays from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. in the Central Time Zone. 
4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, also available on the Sports Call podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. And there's a Tiger Communications app that's very shiny, and you can listen to the show on the go, live, wherever you go, and the podcast is there, uh, the whole nine. It's pretty awesome stuff. That's what we do. That's an overview of uh, the proceedings. <laughs> yep. What do we talk about of, typically, of, JJ? Of this fine pro- Sports. Sports. Oh, wow. Yeah, typically that's what In happens. Depth. Uh, there's a new football coach for the Auburn Tigers. His name is Hugh Freeze, and we've been talking a lot about him. Uh, it's taken away from our chance to celebrate some birthdays, and you know we have to do that. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports today brought to you by our good friends at Max Credit Union. Max Credit Union has a couple of locations in Lee County. One in Auburn on Gay Street, one in Opelika on Frederick Road. They want to help you with all of your banking needs. Stephon Diggs is 29. Ryan, he plays wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he does. He's quite good at it. Um, he has blossomed. He was good in Minnesota, but it felt like he and Thielen were overlapping. Right? Yep. I mean, one game would be Diggs, one game would be Thielen. He got to go to Buffalo and became the guy, and I think people – really realize that this guy's not like a 12th best receiver in the NFL, 15th best receiver in the league. He's a top five receiver in the NFL, and he has been the go-to guy for Josh Allen for a couple years now, has helped elevate Allen's play as a passer, and Diggs is hard to stop. And uh, as you said, played for the Vikings, played college football at Maryland. The Turtles. His brother, Trevon Diggs, plays for the Dallas Cowboys. How about them? Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Stephon Diggs is turning 29. Russell Wilson is turning 34. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited uh, is the current quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, selected in the third round of the 2012 NFL Draft. He is a nine-time Pro Bowler. He played college football at two stops. Wisconsin and NC State. His number 16 jersey is retired by the NC State Wolfpack. Uh, he's off to a pretty bad start with the Broncos yeah. this season. Uh, but he is a Super Bowl winning quarterback with the Seahawks back at Super Bowl 48. He turns 34 years old today. He's getting old. Notably, teams or players that uh, have their mantras, let's ride, not good 2022. Not going well. No. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Bateman is turning 30, not 30, 23. Uh, he's the current wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. Played college football at Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep. Rashad Bateman is 23. On behalf of Brooke Shoulders, row that boat. Row that boat. Wayne Ellington is turning 35. Tar Heel. He's currently a free agent in the National Basketball Association. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Uh, 28th overall pick of the 2009 NBA Draft by the Timberwolves out of North Carolina. Played for the Tar Heels. Was a 2009 NCAA champion. A 2009 Final Four MOP. Most outstanding player. Not a valuable player. (laughs) The Ma. His number 22 jersey honored by the Tar Heels. He played in the NBA for the Grizzlies, Cavs, Mavericks, Lakers, Nets, Heat, Pistons, and Knicks. Wayne Ellington, 35 years old. Julius Randle is 28 years old. Current power forward for the New York Knicks. The number seven overall pick in the 2014 NBA draft by the Lakers out of Kentucky. At Kentucky, he helped them go to the Final Four to the national title game. They lost to UConn. He was a uh, All-American that season in the SEC Freshman of the Year. McDonald's All-American 
He is a one-time All-Star, of course, drafted by the Lakers. Julius Randle, 28 years old. Heartbreaking start to his career. Uh, get it? What was it? Was it an ACL? Or uh, it was, the, it, I mean, it was a season-ending injury. I think it was a, it was a, it was a clean break. I think okay, he broke, broke his leg. leg. Uh, in the very first game of the year and uh, as a Laker, but uh, persevered, has had a quality career, has had moments for the Knicks where he's been awesome. And, you know, again, he's he's been a very respectable player. I know he's drafted pretty high, so he's supposed to be. But, again, I mean, your very first game, you break your leg. Uh, that, that sets you back a little bit, puts adversity into you from the get-go. Confirmed broke his right tibia after only 14 minutes uh, playing in his first game. Uh, anyway, he's doing better now. A really good player. A one-time All-Star. Julius Randle is 28 years old. And then finally, our last birthday to celebrate today, Mariano Rivera is turning 53 years old. Former relief pitcher for the New York Yankees. 13-time All-Star. Five-time World Series champion, 1999 World Series MVP, 2003 ALCS MVP, MLB record 652 career saves. This number 42 jersey retired by the New York Yankees, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2019 on the first ballot. Mariano Rivera, 53 years old, one of the all-time greats relief pitchers in the sport again MLB record 652 career saves cutter I was about to say when he would enter a baseball game what would you get cutter cutter (laughs) cutter two seamer cutter (laughs) cutter just incredible that you can perfect one pitch throw it 90% of the time and, and be, be so dominant. Be the best closer of all time. Yeah. Unbelievable. Good for him. Happy birthday. Birthdays in sports today on November 29th of 2022. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Russell Wilson, Rashad Bateman, Wayne Ellington, Julius Randle, Mariana Rivera, all celebrating their birthdays today. It's Birthdays in Sports brought to you by our friends at Max Credit Union. If it is your birthday, we want to say happy birthday to you. All right, we'll take our final timeout here on today's show. When we come back, a nightly TV guide, and we're out of here. This is Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM. you want to join our conversation, tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call Auburn. Welcome back into the program. J.J. Jackson, Ryan LaVoy, having Thanksgiving discussions. Yeah, I was – I was, yeah. Uh, we were talking about our plates. Yeah. You were saying deviled eggs. I, My parents had deviled eggs. I think they – I mean, everyone can admit they smell like garbage, I got in trouble for putting too many on my plate this year that really? I wasn't sharing. Yeah. Well, I would appreciate Get it. Get it at a different spot. Typically, if we're at my grandma's house – she has like a whole plate of deviled eggs just oh, for me. There just wasn't enough to go around. Right. 
Well, you could have come to our house. Um, my parents decided to eat them like all weekend. So <laughs> yeah, you got to jump in, man. No, you why? need to. I could throw them out. Green bean casserole is my other favorite dish. And for I, Thanksgiving and I, I, green beans, yes. Casserole, no. Eh. Yeah, you win some. You I'm lose a simpleton. Some. I'm a simpleton. You win some and you lose some. Has the show been okay for you today? Uh, yeah, I think it's been pretty good. We've discussed the big topics, and we've gotten around to Hugh Freeze, too. Uh, we've got some more things to say. <laughs> Did you understand I was calling the food the big topic? And, <laughs> yeah, and we got to Hugh go. Freeze, yeah. too. Um, you know, we talked about he said he needs to improve his listening, uh, and then there was a moment where I wasn't listening. Yeah. Because you had to clarify, like, did you hear what I said? And yeah. I didn't. Because I, mean, I, I was like... Was it that? Was what I said that funny? No, but I knew you should have laughed, so I knew you didn't hear it. Right. So, because I know you pretty well by right. now. I need to do. A we've done a lot of shows that. together. We right. Yeah, we've hung out a lot. So, uh, but yeah, no, enjoyed the show a lot today, and we're going to continue to talk about Hugh Freeze and and company all week, probably four weeks, because I mean this staff is going to have to get it assembled. And by the way, JJ, you know what we usually do in the month of December. If it's not talking about a bowl game, we talk about recruiting, and right. that's going to be hot and heavy for Auburn right. this month as we approach the uh, the signing period and the portal gets going. I swear, every single time I open Twitter, there's someone else in the portal for some other school. We I talk, mean, every single time. talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, got a flip over the weekend from LSU to Auburn, uh, and then a high school player from Opelika committed to yep. Auburn yesterday. It's technically a dead period right now until Friday, and then that opens back up. So we will continue to talk about that a little bit. And I think I saw with all those updates, Auburn uh, got up to 34th in the 247 rankings, 34th. So I just want to bookmark that spot because they're thir- they had this horrible class all year long as far as just not getting many bodies in. They've been ranked 50th or worse seemingly all year. So they are 34th at the point that Hugh Freeze takes over. Can he get them into the top 20? Now, I know by Auburn standards they need to be in the top 10, but I'm just saying can you salvage the class enough, hit this big run with, with Cadillac and company, and get into the top 20? Do you think they can get it done? I kind of have this suspicion they can. I do, too. Uh, I, I think they can. Again, Glad we Hugh agree. has been a really good recruiter, and I know he was asked about the, call, the, the, the high school class and, and the transfer portal, and he's going to look at both. I mean, because it is a dead period, you know, he actually does get the advantage of having a couple days here to catch up on things and, uh, you know, just try and figure out – you know what what the approach is how many guys can they get in of the high school variety who do they need to hit hard in the portal uh, and observe their current roster too so um you know i i i still have a suspension though a, a suspicion that that they've got some momentum now new coaches can do that hughes a good recruiter i don't i still don't think there's any debating that and again, with with Cadillac on board, you know that's a constant voice. While all these other things change, that's a constant voice that players love, players can relate to, players can get fired up about. And I think Cadillac will really assist Hugh Freeze and really assist Auburn here, especially in this coming month as they try and, and finish the class strong. So coming up tomorrow, Super Seven gets underway. Auburn High, they play at 2 o'clock. The girls' flag football team in the state championship taking on Oxford High. So Auburn versus Oxford, 2 p.m. And then at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, we're going to have the radio broadcast 
for Super 7 on FM Talk 93.9. Auburn versus Thompson for the title game. So be on the lookout for that. And then Auburn men's basketball will be back in action on Friday. Auburn women's basketball also plays at lunchtime tomorrow. A weird noon start. They go out to Neville Arena. Yeah, go out to Neville Arena and check them out for sure. That's what you should do. All right, as we get out of here on today's show, boy, oh boy, what a jam-packed program it has been here today. And this one, let's give you our nightly TV guy. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. All right, it's our nightly TV guide, and it's brought to you by our friends at White Claw Hard Seltzer. On television tonight, ESPN2, the ACC Big Ten Challenge, number 22 Maryland, 6-0 at Louisville. Louisville is winless on the year 0-6. The Terps are favored by 12 points. You got a favorite in this one? Maryland? Favored favorite by 12. You think Maryland wins? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're favored by 12, you should. Uh, Do you Pitt- like the Turtle? Would you go against the Turtles? Yeah, they're going to win. Okay. Uh, Penn State at Clemson. Clemson's favored by two. The, this, is, this is a mid-off. That's what this is. I don't. I just don't. Is Clemson at home? They are at home. I'll give Clemson. Six give PM the ESPN. You. You're going to give it to Clemson. Okay. And then Syracuse at number sixteen, Illinois, six thirty on ESPN. Syracuse at Illinois. Yeah, I'm not picking. Illinois for, yeah. is favored by twelve. Yeah. As well. Syracuse lost to Bryant this weekend. So uh, we no would advise me. you not to do that. No, for me. So, ACC Big Ten Challenge Basketball again tonight. Maryland and Louisville at 6 on ESPN2. Penn State and Clemson at 6 on ESPNU. Syracuse and Illinois is at 6.30 on ESPN. And then also at 6.30, the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks on TNT. Golden State favored by one on the road taking on the Mavericks. You like the Golden State Warriors in that one? Uh, well, the Warriors are playing much better basketball the last seven or eight games, including sure. a couple of road wins. Uh, rematch of the Western Conference Finals. Dallas is, I think, a game under 500 now. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm tempted to say Golden State's going to keep this thing rocking, but if I say that, they're going to lose. So maybe I'll just pick Dallas okay. and hedge my bets. Uh, 7 p.m. on FX. Check out Thor. A fun movie. And then one more game tonight, 9 p.m. on TNT. The Clippers of Los Angeles are in the state of Oregon taking on the Trailblazers. Isn't Lillard hurt? Portland is favored by three and a half. Really? Oh, maybe Kawhi and Paul George. Now, Kawhi is not playing. Okay. It has been announced that Kawhi will not play yeah, he's... tonight or tomorrow, which means Kawhi Leonard will officially miss 18 of the team's first 23 games. Hey, but guys, it's the Clippers. They've won so many championships. They're <laughs> going to figure it out. Oh, I mean the Lakers. There's the, That's the L.A. team that's won all the championships. Yeah, I don't think the, the Clippers are in a good situation here. I'm just, I just don't. They, they keep finding ways to not be as successful as they could be. So you're rocking with the Trailblazers this evening? No, I'm probably going to think the Clippers are going to win. I'm just saying for the... The, the season at large. Clippers were a trendy pick. They are. For the Western Conference. They were one of the two or three favorites. This sure. is not looking that way now. Everybody do the John Wall. Sure. He's played pretty good. It's a fun dance. Until he inevitably gets in injured. <laughs> That's a nightly TV guide brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Variety packs of White Claw available at your local TK's convenience store. 
That was fun. What do you say we do it again tomorrow? Uh, same time next week. No, no. You want tomorrow. Yeah, Fine. I'd rather do it tomorrow. Oh, because you said earlier in the show it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday Right, show. not okay. just a once a thing. Well, then yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Then. Okay, Tom P. will be here as well. Maybe Brooks Childress? Question Maybe. Mark? We'll TBD? see. On the injury report. Got to finish each sentence Might with a return. high note. Yeah. Oh. Thanks for being here, Ryan. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks to everyone that tuned in and called into Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. His name is Ryan LaVoy. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.